Welcome to the Shintaido of America podcast. Shintaido is an amazing form of health exercise and body movement practice inspired by martial arts, a non-combative training system for mind and body invented by Japanese martial artists in the 1960s. Shintaido can be a way to open up to a deeper connection with ourselves, with our communities, and with nature. In season one of the podcast, I'll be reading from the book Shintaido, The Body is a Message of the Universe, by the founder of Shintaido, Hiroyuki Aoki. But before I jump into that, I have a favor to ask. Shintaido of America produces this podcast and other educational materials on a shoestring budget. There are many things you can do to help, and the most important one is that if you like this podcast, tell people about us. Share it on your social media and give us a good rating on whatever platform you're using to listen to this. You can find links to this podcast, sign up for our free email newsletter, and find many other free resources at our website, www.shintaido.org. That's www.shintaido.org. Hi, welcome to Episode 3 of the Shintaido of America podcast. I'm Shintaido instructor David Franklin. Before Shintaido was created decades ago, its founder, Hiroyuki Aoki, was a young student of drama and visual art. It was only by accident when his acting teacher suggested that he should study karate to improve his acting skills that he met karate master Shigeru Egami. Egami's approach to karate was already far from traditional. Aoki's artistic approach to body movement gave impetus to the discipline that eventually became Shintaido, but only after he had become the highest-ranking black belt in Egami's karate school. In today's episode, Aoki describes the profound personal and philosophical struggle that he encountered as he wove his way through the path of classical martial arts and the path of artistic creativity. As I mentioned, our podcast today is like an audiobook. I'll be reading from the book Shintaido, The Body is a Message of the Universe, by the founder of Shintaido, Hiroyuki Aoki. Okay, ready? Here we go. Chapter 2. How Shintaido Was Born To live or die has always been a common theme throughout history because it contains one of the basic truths of human existence. In essence, Japanese martial arts, or budo, is a very systematic and unparalleled philosophy which states that by facing death itself, we can understand and complete our lives. Because I was searching for movement that would be true not only for the Japanese, but for all people of the world, I tried to create Shintaido based upon a global philosophy which includes this ideal of life and death. Inasmuch as it deals directly with the philosophy of life and death, what would be born in Shintaido should be subjected to the demands of the martial arts. To do this, I had to make the same demands on myself. For instance, when I decided on a new movement to put into the program, I tried to eliminate all traces of personal preference or ambiguities. 
In this way, I attempted to fulfill the requirements of martial arts philosophy in every detail, in order for Shintaido to be true for human beings as living creatures, I knew it had to be rooted in the earth, the matrix from which all living things arise. In other words, it had to arise from the Japanese soil. Of course, if it had originated in another country, it would have had its roots in that country's soil. As a lover of music and art, I also wanted Shintaido to have the same value as the works of Bach or Mozart in music, or as the works of Michelangelo, Cezanne, or Picasso in the world of art, or as the great works of literature, how these foreign artistic works excite, uplift, and help us grow. The philosophy of these artists in the modern period is as familiar to most Japanese as boiled rice and miso soup. Through their works and the stories of their lives, they continue to live and converse in our imaginations today. Following their example, I wanted to create a movement which could go out from Japan and correspond with the imaginations of people all over the world. Section 1. Meeting Master Shigeru Egami I do not wish to spend much time concerning the past, particularly my own, because no one wants to hear about another's past, especially without embellishments. I think history is made by that which flows deeply and not from what is observed on the surface of one's life. However, to tell the story of what preceded the birth of Shintaido, I must first ask you to excuse my self-indulgence. In my childhood, I dreamt of being in the world of artistic expression as an actor or artist. People who knew me as a child said I was always looking at and caring for flowers and plants and that often I would try to draw them. I believe my behavior was a result of the loneliness of losing my mother, brother, and sister during the bombing raids of World War II. I do not know how I came by drawing materials at a time when they were lacking in Japan, but I do remember always being fascinated by a strong sense of beauty in my youth. As a young high school graduate, I went to Chuo University Law School, but I also studied other courses, including theater, and I joined the University Karate Club to build my body for acting. I had three reasons, in particular, for choosing the Karate Club rather than some other athletic group. First, there was no gymnastics club at the university. Second, I chanced to see a documentary film about karate and was interested in its kata. And third, karate is not a group competition, so I thought it could be less restricted. These were all simple, practical reasons. However, I never imagined I would have gone for wool and come back shorn. After I started to practice karate, I was very surprised. My honorable senpai, or senior students, trained me in a crazy, inexplicable way. The group captain, or leader, in each generation before me had been a man of high character, and most of the senior members were the same age or younger than I so I wanted to survive the severe training and live up to their expectations. I had spent two years between high school and college studying drama. Often my body would be covered with welts, there would be blood in my urine, and I would have to crawl on all fours to the bathroom at night. This type of training is almost impossible to envision in today's more democratic moral circumstances, 
It would have been unnecessary at the time also if more effective methods had been available to us. Meanwhile, I had no time to think about Stanislavski, Brecht, Van Gogh, and Hugo. All of them had disappeared from my world. Where was my old sense of beauty? In the autumn of my second year, about one and a half years after I joined the Karate Club, Mr. Shigaru Egami, called the Phantom Master, appeared in Tokyo after spending many years in the country. We asked him to teach us as a special instructor. At the same time, I became a captain of the Chuo University Karate Club and started to lead the classes. I had become completely shorn. Mr. Egami's teaching was like bright sunshine penetrating the darkness. He had been a great student under Mr. Gichin Funakoshi, the founder of modern karate-do and the first master to bring karate from Okinawa to Japan. Mr. Funakoshi had told his students that in karate there are no title matches which would restrict them with their rigid rules. Mr. Egami developed this idea by teaching us that the practice of karate involves competition within oneself. He taught us that if there is an enemy, it is ourself. He completely changed the traditional and feudalistic conception of our practice. In addition, his training was quite gentle and strangely soft. He never allowed a sadistic or oppressive feeling to enter our practice. Through his teaching, karate movement suddenly approached the basic thinking of the artists and philosophers I had always admired in Japan and abroad. He introduced the stream of key energy and a soft natural movement, unknown in the usual karate world. When we started our karate club practice under Mr. Egami, he would often say, why did karate become so hard and stiff? It used to be much softer. He used to say that we should always seek softer movement, which would be good even for sick and old people. His constant aim was the creation of a modern way of heiho, a means of training in the day-to-day -day world by arranging the rough and simple fighting techniques of the South China Sea area. Mr. Egami's teaching is an invaluable guideline for anyone seeking a genuine martial art. He taught us to eliminate tension from our bodies as much as possible through deepening concentration and proper meditation. To use holistic or integral power rather than strength originating from one part of the body. To develop soft and natural movement with no surplus tension in the shoulders. These are the most basic of tenets, not just for karate, but for all body movement. Shintaido does not diverge from this theory, and I do not believe that it should. To be natural and to move as we want is sufficient. At the time I met Mr. Egami, his body was very tired and had suffered many injuries as a result of hard practice, but he was still as thin and supple as Nijinsky. He was also very intelligent and humane, which was characteristic of all Waseda University graduates. Moreover, he possessed a sense of humor and honesty and was able to win the love and respect of his young students. During this period, I worked as Mr. Egami's assistant and lived in his house. Sometimes when I returned to his house exhausted after practice, especially when his wife was not at home, 
He cooked dinner for me, even though he never cooked for himself, not even when his wife was sick. I was quite surprised and ate what he prepared, feeling a mixture of awe and gratitude. Even today, I can still remember his roughly cut fried vegetable dish. Every morning and night, I received his support and teaching, more so than any other student. But the more he showed his love, the more confused I became, because I had originally chosen the creative, artistic approach to learning, rather than the Tao or apprenticeship way. Even after I left the karate world, this conflict continued in my mind. You've been listening to Episode 3 of the Shintaido of America podcast, a reading from the book Shintaido, The Body is a Message of the Universe, by Hiroyuki Aoki. If you enjoyed today's podcast, the most important thing you can do to help is to tell people about us, share the podcast on your social media, and give us a good rating on whatever platform you're using to listen to this. Shintaido of America is a member-supported nonprofit organization, and there are many ways to support our truly micro-budget production of educational materials. And I really mean that. We produce a huge amount of content on volunteer power, but some things just require a few bucks in the bank. So make a donation or become a member of Shintaido of America. You can do that and also find all kinds of free educational resources at our website, www.shintaido.org. That's whiskey, whiskey, whiskey dot Sierra Hotel, India, November, Tango Alpha, India, Delta Oscar dot Oscar Romeo Golf. You can also find us on Instagram, on Facebook, and on YouTube by searching for Shintaido of America. Our episode today was recorded and edited by me, David Franklin, with support from Sarah Baker, Connie Borden, Teresa Soldatova, Jim Sterling, the Joe Zawilski Memorial Fund, and of course, the members of Shintaido of America. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Shintaido of America podcast. I'm Shintaido instructor David Franklin. Contents of this podcast copyright Shintaido of America 2022. Shintaido, opening to life.